Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Embracing Chaos podcast. I cannot wait to share with you my conversation today that I had with my friend Brittany. She is a boy bomb like me, and she also just lost her mother from a seven-year battle from cancer. And we talk about loss, and we talk about finding that peace that passes all understanding. And I just think it's going to be such an uplifting message for a lot of you. Also, our internet was a little janky, so please don't mind that. So can't wait for you to listen in. Here it is. Okay. Hey friend, how are you today? Good. How are you? So great. Just living my best quarantine life. And (laughs) (laughs) I love it because for all of you who cannot see us, which is everybody, um, Brittany is in her closet and (laughs) I've noticed that every time I do interviews, (laughs) all y'all are in your closets and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Gotta hide from all the kids. <laughs> I know. I mean, gosh, well, I am so excited for today because this is my dear friend, Brittany, and we met in Colorado when I used to live there and it's sad, so I don't want to talk about it, <laughs> but oh, I know I miss you so much. I know. I, I literally can't even think about it sometimes because it just makes me so sad, but It's not about me today. It's about you. So I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and what makes you Brittany. All right. Well, I'm Brittany. I am born and raised in Colorado. I have been married to my husband. We just celebrated our seventh anniversary this week. Um, We got married as babies, 19 (laughs) and 21. That is young. Um, That is very young. Yep. I'm like, I would never let my kids get married. Right? (laughs) I know. You think about it when you become a mom, you're like, wait. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy. And when we look back, we're like, how did we do this? I don't know. But the Lord totally just showed up and it worked out. And um, we have three crazy boys. I have Preston, who's five, Logan, who's three, and Caden, who is eight and a half months. So my life is full of wrestling and Legos and dinosaurs and loud house things. Yep. I totally get that. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy, but at the same time, I'm like, I could not picture having girls involved in my life right now. Like, I'm such a boy mom. So it works out and my husband works for Southwest Airlines and so he is still working right now, which I'm very thankful for in this crazy time that he still has a job. No kidding. Um, Because it's still considered essential, I suppose. So that's fun. We do get to travel often to see friends and family. And so, yeah, it's crazy. It's busy. It's a lot, but it's good. And I love that. And I love that I know you because you and our other friend, our mutual friend, Abby, who, if you're listening, hey, Abby. Hey, Abby. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She connected us and we all have all boys and they're all exact same ages and they're, we all have three and it's just hilarious because we all just get it. (laughs) We get We get the, what it means to be a boy mom. So for you, how is it being a boy mom? Like I know there's the dinosaurs and Legos and craziness and all of that, but for you, how has it been? And did you ever think that this is how it was going to be for you? Um, well, I think you never know what motherhood is going to be like, but, um, I kind of always thought I was going to be boy mom. People used to tell me that when I was younger, like you're going to have all boys. 
Oh my goodness. And I obviously have always wanted that girl with all the pink and dresses and yep. bows and all the things. I know we share that same desire, yep. <laughs> but at the same time, like I love being a boy mom. I'm the queen of the house and the boys call me that. <laughs> They're like, mom, you're the queen. Yep. <laughs> so it's, it's fun. It's crazy. It's, you know, it's, I have a shirt from a little boutique that says raising gentlemen and I love it. I'm like, that's what I want. I want to raise gentlemen um, yeah. in this world where that's, that's not normal. It's not normal to have light young boys. And um, I think that's just, it's cool because I just feel like, um, I don't know, it's kingdom building really. And yep. just, I mean, all of motherhood is that, but I just see it as raising these three boys just to love Jesus and what they can do for the world. And like just be such a light and love people. And I don't know, it's, it's crazy and it's humbling for sure. Oh my God. Um, yes. Like how in the world God entrusted me with three boys. <laughs> I have no idea, but um, it's definitely like refining every day. <laughs> yeah. It's so good to be able to take a step back and just say, thank you God that you know what our family needs. And exactly. that's what I've always gone back to is like, God has equipped us for this. And it is such a honor. It is such a calling and motherhood in general, obviously. But mm -hmm. I think it's even cool that people put in those little tidbits in your life as you were younger, like, oh, you're going to be a boy mom. And, <laughs> and just seeing it like come to fruition and be like, oh my gosh, this is so, it's so rewarding and so hard, so dang hard. <laughs> Yes. But oh it's just so goodness. good. Yeah. It's it's a lot and it's you know, you go through each different phase of hard, I think. Yeah. And like um with my five year old, it's a lot of um attitude and battle of the wills and him trying to decide who's in charge or yep. think he can decide who's in charge. And it's hard, you know, and and then I hear other people that are like, Oh, just wait, it gets harder. And I'm just like, I think it's all different types of hard. Yeah. Each phase has its own battles. And, you know, it's like, it's so scary to think of, I am the version of Jesus that my kids know right now. And so that oh my gosh. is intimidating, Very. but at the same time, it's like, okay, how can I show them Jesus today? And extending grace to my kids when mm -hmm. I feel like I have no grace to extend. Right. Um, especially right now, <laughs> oh, seriously. And just because that's what I want Jesus to do with me. Right. Like I don't want him to come down with a hammer every time I think that I know best, which is right. often. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I think just showing my kids the gospel in my everyday parenting yeah. is hard. Um, but that's what I try and constantly remind myself of. Um, we're reading a book, well, slowly reading a book by Paul Tripp, I think, and it's 14 gospel principles of parenting. Ooh. And that's all it's about is just how you can show the gospel to your kids in any little correction or discipline that you're sharing with your kids. Like, how can I point them back to they're getting disciplined and they did this, but they are in need of a savior yeah. and they are not their own savior. And just trying to like do it in practical ways for three and five-year-olds, you know, right. <laughs> um, but it's been, good. it's been a good mental nowhere near, um, like accomplish this at all, but it's been so good for me to have that in the back of my mind. Like, okay, how can I 
show them their need of a savior in this Mm. discipline or in this, whatever it might be. So it's, yeah, it's humbling. That's for sure. Because it just reminds me of how much I need. (laughs) Yeah. No kidding. As you're like reading that and going through it, I need, what is it called again? I'll have to link it in the show notes. I believe it's called 14 gospel principles in parenting. Okay. I'll find it. I think it's so good to just have any type of resource sometimes when you're hitting those hard roads of all the different stages with the kids. And when you have kids so young and kind of back to back, you know, you're dealing with a lot at once. I've seen you walk that though. And I've seen how you go to Jesus first and then out of that is the outpouring to to your kids. And I think that that is so beautiful. And I try to do that. We all, you know, as mothers, I think everybody needs to try to do that because once your cup is filled with the Lord, then we're just such better moms, mm-hmm. such better moms. And I noticed that too, you know, it's so hard to get in your quiet time or wake up early before the right. kids or whenever you think it can fit in. But I know I speak for probably all moms, how much of a difference I notice when I prioritize that time yep. because I'm able to get into the right mindset before I go approach my kids. Yes. And you know, even if it's five minutes, yep. that five minutes makes a whole day's worth of a difference. Yes. And, um, I've been really trying to, even in this weird time where we don't really have a schedule and things are just weird. Um, I've still been trying to just set my alarm for an hour before I know the kids will get up because I know that I respond so much better when I have that time to start my day. Yeah. And it's, it's a hard discipline to have, but it's so much more beneficial and rewarding for us, all of us moms. Yeah. (laughs) I know you have been a Christian for as long as you can remember, but how, how do you think that that has changed over the years as you have become a mom and married and independent and obviously not in that order. (laughs) You were, and then you got married and then you became a mom, but (laughs) (laughs) whatever, minor details. Um, yeah. So I grew up in a Christian home. Um, godly parents, they were married for almost 35 years before my mom passed away. We grew up in a good church and I think sometimes it's hard. I don't want to take that. I don't take that for granted at all, but I think sometimes it's hard to personalize your relationship because it's just, yep. you're normal. Yep. I was in church every time the doors were opened, um, you know, youth group and activities. And um, my mom was a church secretary for a little while. So we were there multiple days a week. And I just think it was my normal. And yeah. I didn't really think much about it past that. And um, I think just I really had to make my relationship my own. It wasn't my parents. It wasn't my churches. It had to be Brittany's relationship with Jesus and nobody else's. And I think too, just over time. And as I got older and specifically probably in the last five years going from, this is my religion and this is just what I do. This is my routine to this is my relationship with Jesus and finding freedom in just the relationship with Jesus. And it doesn't have to look the same as other people. And it doesn't have to check all these boxes and just the freedom that comes from that when we can surrender our list, I guess um, you could say, and just say, 
God, I want to know you more. And what does that look like? And it looks different in different seasons and it looks different for different people. And, but that's the beauty of Jesus. I think is just that, you know, what you, Nicole are walking through and how you find Jesus. And that looks so much different than what I'm walking through and how I find Jesus in that. And he shows up for it all. And I think that is probably a big part is just finding freedom in relationship and that I have that written in my Bible on a little note card. And it just reminds me when I seem to get stuck in routine or like right now things feel weird because we're not going to church on Sundays and meeting a small group midweek. And those are good things. And obviously like we should be plugged in with community and into the local church. But right now we don't have that. So what do we have left if we don't have that personal relationship with Jesus? And so I think just finding that freedom and it's cool, obviously, to see technology come through and, you know, we met with our small group via Zoom Zoom the other day and (laughs) um, you're still able to have community. It doesn't have to look the same. And so I think that's really what the Lord has kind of taught me in the last couple of years is just like the list doesn't matter they're good. And obviously we need to have convictions and we need to have these things, but focus on me, focus on my, you know, come to me, read the word, pray with me. I know. Don't worry about all the other little things. I think we, I think we make it so complicated. Oh, for sure. And I think it, that's why it's a huge turnoff to so many people is it just seems like you know, it's just a list of to do's and you have to follow all these laws and these rules. And I don't think people understand that it is such a personal relationship with a personal God. He's the same God, but can relate to everybody personally. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. And just how you have brought it out even more of how personal God is to us individually. And we just serve such a good and loving God. Um, what are some ways that you think God has shown up in your life and the chaos of being a mom of three little boys and just life in general? Wow. Well, lots of ways. (laughs) I think like we kind of already talked about just daily reminders of when I'm disciplining or dealing with biting or whatever it might be. Um, just stopping and being like, okay, how would I want God to respond to me? And that's how I need to respond to my kids. So I think, you know, I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit in those moments who convicts our hearts when we might not be responding properly with our children. (laughs) (laughs) But then also I briefly mentioned this, but my mom just recently passed away within the last month. um, Well, a little over a month now, but, and so I was a part-time caretaker for my mom as well as a boy mom and a wife and all these roles that I was playing and, you know, so many people are like, how could you possibly do this? And how can you, how do you handle it? Or just even the last couple of months when my mom was so sick, it was hard. It was ugly. It was not what you see in movies of people passing away peacefully. It was very far from that, but, um, and truly the only way that I can answer people is God. Philippians 4 talks about, um, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God 
and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I know that verse is mentioned and thrown around often, but truly I have experienced a peace that passes all understanding. Mm -hmm. And there's so many times when, you know, people are like, how are you doing this? Like, how are you okay? How are you not crying all day, every day, you know, when dealing with these things? And I, I couldn't ever really explain it other than just God's peace. And it's just, it was, it's neat to really experience that. I think the first time I really experienced that was when my first, my mom was first diagnosed with cancer seven and a half years ago. And I walked into the emergency room um, where my mom was and she had just had a scan on her brain and my mom was just at complete peace. And I just remember walking in and I was a mess obviously. And, um, because all I had heard was that she had had a mass on her brain. And so I got to the emergency room and I went, walked in and she's like, I'm okay. And I could see it now. I'm getting emotional. Sorry. That's but, fine. Um, I could see it on her face and I could see it on my dad's face that truly the peace of God had just wrapped around yeah. them. And, um, that was the first time I feel like I had really experienced that. And yeah. I know, I mean, I had never really walked any other hard times in my life. So I think that was the first big hard moment in my life. But, um, it was, it was so cool to walk in and see my parents. Truly, I could see it on their countenance. And my mom said, I'm okay. And I knew, I knew she believed that. Was she scared? Obviously, of course. I mean, I know you understand that when you yeah, hear that absolutely. news, it's scary. Yep. But she had complete peace that this is exactly what God wanted. And then just walking it, I was able to experience that same peace. And it's it's a very unique thing, and you can't explain yeah. it. And it doesn't make me any more spiritual than anybody else. It really is. I chose, and my parents chose, following their example in that moment that this is what I was going to trust. I was going to trust that God knows way more than I do. Hmm. He has a perfect plan. And I truly believe that. And that he gives peace when we trust him. And he showed up. He didn't disappoint in those times. And it was hard. It was ugly. It was a very long road, but he comes through every single time. And if you choose to trust him in the hard times, choose to trust him in this weird coronavirus stuff going on. If you choose to trust, he promises to give peace. So often we choose to trust ourselves and not, you know, trust the one who knows all things. And that's why we get all out of sorts because we're not in proper alignment with. So tell me how you walked through these last seven years when you knew you wanted to choose trust, you knew you wanted to choose peace, but that's seven years, you know, that's like, it, was it like a daily choice for you? Was that something that you did every single morning and you were just like, God, this is my decision. This is what I'm going to pray. This like, did you do something every day? Because that is like, talk about patience and long suffering. Like we are all so bad at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Honestly, 
No. I wish I could say that I did that every single day. I think in the beginning, I would say yes. And in the end, I would say yes. The the beginning was really hard. And then the last um, couple months were really, really hard. And then the in-between just became my daily life. I mean, I went to my parents all the time, packed up the kids. We would go to my parents multiple times a week. Um, thankfully we live really close and I would go over there and care for my mom, help my dad out, make dinner, do whatever. And so it just became my routine. And I had many days, honestly, that I never even prayed about it or thought about it because it just was my life. Right. Um, and I think I often, so she had scans every six months to track her progression or whatever. And we got so much more time with her than doctors ever expected. Right. But, um, and I think I just started to take the scans, um, for granted, honestly, every six months when she would go in, I just expected it to be the same. Right. And then once it started to change in the last year and a half or so of her life, um, it finally started to change and the tumor started to grow again. And I was the first time I was taken back. I was like, wow, Brittany, you have expected without asking God or trust. I mean, I think I trusted God in general, but it wasn't like a conscious effort, I guess. And, um, when it changed, I kind of took me back. I was like, wow. Okay. Thank you, Lord, for showing me that I don't deserve these things. I don't deserve for every scan to be normal. Right. And it was just a good wake up call for me in that moment. Um, and then, then over the next year and a half, when things just kind of rapidly changed, I kind of had to switch my perspective of what is changing and how does this look? And then, um, the last couple months she held on really long and, um, that was hard because we were told weeks at the end of last year and she went through the middle of February. And so it was kind of like every week okay, is this the last week? Oh my gosh. That's so hard. And you know, every plan you make, you're like, (sighs) okay. Yeah. It's kind of like, I compared it to when you're pregnant and you're due soon and you're like, yeah, I'll make that plan unless the baby comes. Right. And, but it was reversed. It was, yeah, let's make that plan unless my mom passes away. And so it was a very weird mental shift of just constantly having to trust the Lord's timing. And so I would say in the end, yes, I really just had to just lay it at the feet because I was like, all right, Lord, like, you know, because it's too much too. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I couldn't even keep up with all the random guesses that people were giving me. I, you know, and obviously it just goes to show that God is the author of time (laughs) and he knows our beginning and he knows our end. And, you know, it was just like, it was exhausting. The last couple of months were extremely exhausting. I mean, I still was a wife. I still was a mom. And then I was a almost a full-time caretaker helping my dad with my mom. And I was so weary. That was the only word that really I think captures how I felt in those last yeah. couple of months of because I'm just waiting for the day. And to you come. were giving so much to your mom, to your dad, to your kids, to your husband, to your friends. Like you were giving and giving and giving, and that just 
shows that it is by the grace of the Lord that you were able to get through that season because that was that was so hard for you. So it was was long. And I will say it was again, this comes back to the peace um, that passes all understanding. The morning my dad called me that my mom passed away, literally the very first thought that came into my mind was thank you, Lord. Mm. And I, as I drove to my parents' house, I just kept saying it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because it was February 15th. We were praying that she wouldn't pass away on Valentine's day, which is petty and silly, but, and then the 16th, um, we have a lot of birthdays and anniversaries throughout the year on the 16th. So we really didn't want it on 16th. And she passed away the morning of February 15th. And truly all I could think of was thank you, Lord. When I walked in the house and hugged my dad, I just told him, I said the same thing. I said, thank you, Lord. And I said, dad, that's all I keep thinking is thank you, Lord, because she was made whole. And, um, it was just even that in that moment, the fact that that's, um, what came to my mind is the Lord. Like, it doesn't mean that I'm more spiritual or that anything. It really was God just comforting my heart in that moment. And it's um, another seven years of walking through it though, too. It's seven yes. years of learning and growing yes. that, that does not come just naturally to humans, you know, like you, you have to learn this kind of stuff and you have graciously walked it and it obviously God has used it in huge ways in your life. Um, a passage of scripture that just really was encouraging to my heart the last couple months as I would pray and I knew that obviously like God knows timing and I don't even know how to pray anymore. Do I pray that you take her? Do I pray that you heal her? Like, what does that look like? And a passage of scripture that really encouraged my heart was Romans 8, um, 26. It says, likewise, the spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And then it goes into a very popular verse that says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for Mm -hmm. good for those who are called according to his purpose. And that was just such an encouraging to me because how often do we sit in our prayer time or whatever it might be? And I don't know what to pray. Yeah. Like even now there's so much uncertainty in so many people's lives and we know we're supposed to bring it before the Lord. And, but what do I say? What do yeah. I pray for? And that is just so encouraging to me that we don't have to speak. I think it's more of a heart posture before the Lord and he intercedes for us because yeah. he knows our hearts and he can take it to God. And I think just remembering that, that we don't have to have the right things to say. And again, going back to the list, we don't know, have to know how to pray. Yeah. We don't have to have like the perfect words or pray for 30 minutes or whatever right. it might be. <laughs> it's just, God wants us to stop and be still and give him our hearts. And if we don't have words, that's okay. Let him intercede for us because he yeah. knows our deepest heart feelings. So that was just a passage of scripture that I had never really dove into before. And it was encouraging to me and hopefully encourages other people even now just with uncertainty that we don't have to know. We're not supposed to know. 
but we serve a God who knows all things and wants our best and he will work all things together for good. Yes, he will. Oh, it has been such an honor having you on here. And thank you just for opening up and sharing. And even with everything just happening in the last month, like you did not have to share all that, but you did. And you did it with such strength and wisdom. And I know that people have lost important people in their life and whether it was a parent or not, but it's so good to be able to bring everything back to the Lord and learn that peace and stillness and trust because especially right now, like you were saying, that is key to our sanity and our mothering and everything else that we're walking through. But before we end this, we always end the show with giving you a few minutes to talk about your passions or what you're working on so that we can all stay posted with you. Um, I think just everyday life. Yeah. And <laughs> I think, um, I think a passion of mine is just being there for other moms who yep motherhood feels so lonely so mm. often and we feel like nobody else gets it but yeah. there's hundreds of other moms who get it and are feeling the same way so i think just that's my heart is just reaching out to other women other moms who are walking the same thing but feel isolated and alone and just encouraging people where i can and sending a coffee here or there to lift up someone's yeah. spirits or whatever it might be. Um, my husband gets a little bit annoyed at my generous spirit sometimes, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, so yeah, I don't know anything major, but, but see, that's, I, I love that though. Other women. <laughs> yes. I'm so glad you said that because it does remind me too of when we first met and you've always been, that encouraging, including, loving, just such a good friend. Like you were such a good friend and you always check up on me. You always were inviting me to things. And when I lived in Colorado, I was doing everything and then I would gather and we would all just, you know, bring our friends. It would be one big party all the time. But I, I just love that. And I love your heart so much. And I'm just so glad you could be on here with me and just taking the time out of our crazy three boys life. <laughs> yes. Thanks for having me. I was obviously nervous, but no way. it's easy just chatting with a friend and just hopefully it encourages someone yep. today and just know you're never alone and there's always community out there. Sometimes you have to search it out yourself, but yep. there's always community out there and yes. people love you no matter what. Yep. Well, thank you guys so much for joining and I will go ahead and link Brittany's Instagram account. I will also link that um, resource that she talked about for parenting and we will see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to the Embracing Chaos podcast. Thanks so much for joining in. I just loved that interview with Brittany and I'm just so excited to see what is to come. So don't forget to find me on Instagram, message me if you want to be on here and rate me and subscribe. Bye guys.